Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's the Opperman Report. Join digital forensic investigator and PI Ed Opperman for an in-depth discussion of conspiracy theories, strategy of New World Order resistance, high-profile court cases in the news, and interviews with expert guests and authors on these topics and more. It's the Opperman Report. And now, here is investigator Ed Opperman. Okay, welcome to the Opperman Report. I'm your host, private investigator Ed Opperman. And this show is live on 717, no, 77 2017. 7717, look at that, yeah. Uh, I want to thank everybody for your uh, concern uh, uh, being missing last week. Uh, as you know, we were moving and we had some issues with the, uh, what do you call it, with the. Cox cable, you know, and get my cable uh, internet back up in time. They, they turned off my phone for a couple of days. Hey, my God. We had a whole plan this week. We were going to go to um, California for a funeral. My uncle, Uncle Lori, Uncle Lori Calabro from the Bronx, uh, passed away uh, about a month ago, but uh, they had to do like a coroner's inquest kind of a thing. And um, so they didn't uh, have his service for about 30, 60 days. And it was last week on the 28th. And we had planned and hoped we were going to get down there in time to do it. Uh, but then when this, we got this move, we had to move at the last minute. And um, we couldn't make it to his funeral, unfortunately. I'll tell some stories about my Uncle Lori. He's an interesting guy. He wrote a book. I'll find the book and I'll promote the book for you. I'll put it in the bookstore. Why don't know what I do that? I'm like, poor Uncle Lori. <laughs> I never promoted his book. Anyway, we missed the funeral. We couldn't get to that because uh, of all of the trouble with the, you know, scheduling the cable TV to come out and, uh, and the gas people and all that kind of nonsense. But we're, we're moved in now. We're moved in 100%. It's a really nice place. Uh, it's right by a golf course, and it's right by these trails. We got our bikes all nice and fixed up and tuned up. We already went on a bike ride by these biking trails down here, so we're very, very happy uh, with our little move here. And then... Um, let me see my notes here. You can do all this stuff. I haven't, I haven't broadcast in so long. It's been about two weeks. I don't want to thank anybody for being worried about me, too, and sending me all these emails and stuff like that. Ed, are you all right? Yes, I'm okay. I'm fine. Uh, we survived. And today is day 67 of my Daniel Fast. If you're not familiar with the Daniel Fast, it's, a, it's normally a 21-day fast. 
It's a spiritual fast from the Bible, from the book of Daniel. And this, uh, what you do is you, you cut out all uh, sugar and coffee and alcohol and bread. And basically for 21 days, you have fruits, nuts, and vegetables. Well, I've been doing this for uh, 67 days now. We just took a little trip to California, me and Vic, for just one day. I had to go for some business in California. So while I was there, I did have one cup of coffee. And I had one of those big, tall cans of beer, Budweiser, right? But And, and then I started on a second one, but only had like a little third of that one. And I had a banana muffin. <laughs> okay. And, I, and that's about it, man. You know, otherwise, I've been, I've been on it. I'm right back on it, you know. Today, I only had fruit and vegetables today. All day long today, I didn't have anything. So we're back on the Daniel Fast again. Uh, I'm planning to go about 90 days. And I would recommend it to anybody out there, if you've never heard of it, to look it up, Daniel Fast. There's many websites about it, and, uh, and it's a spiritual fast. It's good for you want to break strongholds and stuff in your life and stuff to bring it closer to God. Uh, but also if you want to lose some weight and get healthy and feel stronger. Tomorrow, I have a show with, uh, ooh, very interesting show. Cody, one of our listeners. A lot of people on Facebook might recognize Cody, a friend of mine uh, who's a listener. And she has another friend down there. She's from Tennessee down there from that town where Dollywood is. Uh, in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. Okay. And that's where they had that big giant fire. Remember when they had that big giant fire? Uh, it was like in November. It was right on. It was on Thanksgiving Day. And uh, she gives us the whole report because she, she was right smack dab in the middle of that fire. I had no idea how close she came to. Uh, to losing her life and her home and, and everything else like that. It was, it was like soot and ash all over. So she tells us the whole story about that fire. And there's a lot of um, unreported um, shenanigans that went on around that fire. Like the kids who, who set the fire, and they, their names are being withheld. And there's a... Uh, they just dropped the charges on these kids. You know, even though 14 people reportedly died in this fire. But she believes it's way more than that. Because there's eyewitness testimony of people escaping this fire in their cars... And seeing people in empty cars on the side of the road. Uh, and there's no way those people could have got out alive. So, And there's a lot of undocumented aliens up there, too, uh, who work in that area at these uh, Dollywood uh, Park and this kind of uh, dinner theater places all around town for the tourists. And it's a tourist town, so they don't report this stuff. Just like Las Vegas is, is a tourist town. And, you know, they don't report that we got 40, 80 mile an hour winds over here. And it's, uh, <laughs> you never hear that on the news, do you? Oh, man, but I tell you, we, you, you, we have a track the trailer trucks drive down a highway here. They get blown over. You know, it happens at least once a year, twice a year. So, you know, you never hear about that kind of stuff. All the people that die out at Red Rock and the people that die out at Lake Mead, you know, the, 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 our national parks here in Nevada are the number one for accidents and deaths in the whole uh, country, all the, the whole national park systems. And you never hear that on the news either. And you know, people get lost out there, all kind of stuff. Ooh, today's show is brought to you by. I'm a little rusty. I haven't done a show in a couple of weeks. It's brought to you by GoFund Mason Beats Cancer. GoFund Mason Beats Cancer. It's a GoFundMe. Uh, and I'm going to be talking about this later on in the show. Uh, but while I, I'll bring it up to you now, so you just go there and peruse it and look it over uh, while you listen to the show. It's about Mason Saldana, who's the son of my uh, barber, uh, Jerry. Uh, who's a really good guy. And uh, the, the kid... Uh, just graduated college with a, a master's degree. He got a business, a master's in business, and then he just graduated from this uh, uh, 
Emory-Riddle Aeronautics University just graduated. And then they diagnosed the kid with cancer, you know? So we're going to be talking about that toward the end of the show. But that, that's who this sponsor of the show is today. GoFundMe Mason Beats Cancer. No, GoFund Mason Beats Cancer. Not GoFundMe. It's a GoFundMe page. But the title of the page is if you Google GoFund Mason Beats Cancer. That's how you get to the page. And you can read about the details of this cancer. But we'll be getting back to that toward the end of our show. Uh, tomorrow. Yeah, we got Cody coming on, and then we got a guy coming on, Red Wemet. Remember Red Wemet, uh, the uh, federal informant in Chicago, knew all the big gangsters and stuff like that in Chicago. And he wrote this book called uh, uh, Nobody Cares and What I Did About It, about how he became a federal informant, testified all against all these gangsters, and uh, got a lot of people put in prison. Well... Red We Met recently comes up with this story about how he knows who murdered Marilyn Monroe. And he does the story because he does this little broadcast on YouTube uh, where he sits in his chair and turns on the camera and just sits there with his big belly you know, when he tells the story. And so uh, he got like 27,000, 30,000 hits on this story because it's a fascinating story. It's a brand, brand new version of events. Um, he actually mentions that uh, Tony Spilatro from here in Las Vegas... Uh, the guy from Casino, Joe Pesci played Tony Spilaccio in the movie Casino. And you might remember we've had Frank Collada on our show a couple of times who was in that movie as well as a hitman. But he was the actual guy who was uh, one of uh, Tony Spilaccio's uh, top uh, henchmen, you might call him. So that's what we're going to be playing tomorrow. And tomorrow afternoon I'm, re I'm recording with Reverend Ed Pinckney, uh, who was just released from prison. And uh, we're going to be getting an update from him, the Reverend, uh, for those who don't know was thrown in prison for two to ten years on these trumped-up charges. He was an activist up there in Benton Harbor, Michigan, and uh, he was trying to recall the mayor. So they claimed that there were four dates wrong on the recall petition out of like 4,000 signatures. And uh, by the way, Reverend Pinkney, too, is, by the way, he's an expert in using these recall petitions to effectively uh, oust these corrupt politicians. And he's been doing it for years. So it, it, it would be so out of character for him to try to, to, to fudge some dates on there when it's unnecessary. Uh, this guy's a pro at this kind of thing. He's an expert on it. In fact, he's going to be advising us locally here on how to do it so we can get rid of some of these crooked politicians. Uh, so, but, but they got him. They got him, man. They threatened him. They says, we're going to use all the, the, the power of our government here to take you down, Reverend Pinckney. And he says, okay, go ahead, try it. And, and, and they got him. They threw him in prison for, for two to ten years, but he just got out early, like after two and a half years. Uh, God bless Reverend Pinkney. So we'll be talking to him tomorrow. He's always an upbeat guy. Uh, but, you know, it's not, I, I used to talk to him when he was in prison. And that was very, the treatment he got in there was very, very rough. So we'll be hearing an update on that. Uh, give you a little update on my daughter, Victoria. She just went off to, uh, she's leaving tomorrow. She's getting on a plane with her boyfriend. They're going to Boston to Emerson College uh, for debate camp for two weeks. Very, very exciting. Uh, very proud of this kid. I actually, uh, let me see if I got where this is in my notes. Uh, okay, I'll bring it up now. I actually brought her with me to California. I had to take a little trip to California over the weekend. And, and not the weekend, uh, we just got back yesterday. Was it yesterday or the day before? I'm exhausted. I think it was. It was yesterday. We just landed last night. We just, uh, not landed, we drove back last night. I drove yesterday um, like nine hours. Because uh, first we were in Westminster, then we had to drive up to Malibu, 
And then we had to drive all the way back to, to Vegas. It was like a five-hour drive back because we were all the way up north. Uh, through these small towns, where, you know, we drove drove through these uh, farm towns and stuff like that. We didn't take 15 all the way back. We had to take like this northern route back, and and through Victorville, different route. So a uh, very exhausting trip. I'll be getting into that in a minute too as well. Now while I was gone, I wanted to talk about something because it's kind of a coincidence in my life here, and I wanted to bring it up to you. Is that uh, while we were gone and I had no internet and I was off the air uh, for that uh, miss my show, uh, they had this scandal with Mika Brzezinski and Joe Scarborough. And what happened was that it seems that the Trump, the National Enquirer was going to report a story about their very obvious affair. That, you know, they were both married when they met and started co-hosting the show, and then he got divorced, and they claimed that, you know, that there was some kind of romance between the two of them, but they denied it. And then years later, she got divorced. And then suddenly now they're engaged to be married, these two. <laughs> and they come up with this. Now we admit it. Okay, after all this time, what everybody could see uh, over their morning coffee was so obvious to everyone. Now they admit. So the story is that the National Enquirer was going to do a story about this, and that's why they had to come out and uh, announce that they were engaged. And what the, came out after that was that Trump contacted them and says, hey, I can squash that embarrassing story for you. I can call my buddies over at the National Enquirer and tell them, uh, to drop this story, the story will go away like nothing ever happened, like it never existed. But what I need from you is, I need an apology to me for all your nasty reporting you've been doing about me. And I and I believe that he wanted them to start uh, being nice to him on the air, reporting nice things about him. Okay, now this is fascinating. And it's not getting the kind of attention that I think it deserves. And I'll tell you why. By coincidence, I was just working in the past month or so on an extortion case. So I had to look up the statutes for extortion. So I happened to know them off the top of my head. Let me read it to you. Extortion occurs by knowingly obtaining or seeking to obtain property or services by means of a future threat. Now, the services in this case would be favorable reporting, the services of Mika and Joe and MSNBC. So, the extorter, the extortionist, is trying to obtain a service from Mika and Joe by means of a future threat to, and then it gives us all the different things, cause physical injury by means of a deadly weapon or dangerous instrument by or other manner cause damage to property like you can tell hey, if you're not going to do this service i'm going to break your store windows right that's what everybody thinks extortion is but if you listen and it goes on a whole bunch of things and engage in other conduct const- constituting a criminal offense accuse anyone of a crime or bring criminal charges against anyone or and here's the one expose a secret or asserted fact, whether true or false, lending to subject anyone to hatred, contempt, or ridicule, or to impair the person's credit or business. Take or withhold action as a public, and then, and then also too, by, by the way too, there's also a clause in here about take or withhold action as a public servant, or cause a public servant to take or withhold action, or cause anyone uh, to part with any property. So uh, the fact that uh, Trump is a public servant, again, in my opinion, 
Because if he's saying, okay, that if you don't apologize to me and you don't start reporting to me favorably, then the National Enquirer is going to report this story that's going to ridicule you and embarrass you and cause damage to your business, one of their news broadcasters. To me, that meets the standard of extortion and that President Donald Trump would be guilty of extortion. Now, why this is not, maybe just because it's fresh in my mind or what, and I was just dealing with this extortion situation, uh, but why this is not being more uh, played up in the news is beyond me, because I, I think this is a much bigger story. But, but you know, it's on to the next thing. Oh, off to the races. Now he's shaking hands with Putin. And what's going on over there? So like I was telling you, you know, we just had to do this move, you know, because uh, uh, the landlord wanted to raise our rent. And so we had to move from one place to another at the last. We just got very short notice. You know, he gave us 45 day notice. But because of Vic leaving on his camp and stuff like that, and we had that funeral coming up, we had to leave in like 15 days. So we had to get someplace, you know, right away so we could take care of the funeral and take care of Vic to get over to Boston. So we wound up, even though it's a very nice place, we're very happy. <laughs> you know, we had to pay movers and stuff like that. Uh, we got like $1,000 in expenses. In fact, even my laptop broke too, which has nothing to do with the move. Just coincidentally, just bad luck. It happened this week. And also this week, at the same time, uh, major news here locally in Las Vegas is that they legalized uh, recreational marijuana use. And so they had a big story in the news the night that they did it, that there was a, they made 2,000 sales of marijuana the first night. So you got to imagine that uh, the average sale is like, what, 100 bucks, right? It's like $200,000 in, in you know, 12-hour period of time. It's an amazing uh, amount of marijuana sales in such a short time. There's going to be a huge business here in Las Vegas. But what, what struck me, though, is while we were going through this move, you know, we, we had hire a, we hired this young kid, a local activist here in town. As a matter of fact, he's with the local Black Panther Party. Uh, his name is Techno. And we hired him to, to be the mover. And then when I, I looked at this kid, I see this skinny little kid. I said, oh, my God, what, I'm going to wind up doing all this stuff myself. <laughs> this kid, what's he going to move? What's he going to lift up? He's lifting up nothing. It's too thick. He's so tiny. But the kid turned out to be a really strong guy, man. Thank God we had him. He did the whole thing all by himself, pretty much, because I got this hernia and stuff. Even though I, I you know, I had myself all braced up with, a, I got a, bought a back brace and like a belt and stuff like that to, to cinch myself in all together. He had to do some of this moving. So we had me and the kid, and then we hired a, a housekeeper type woman to come down and help us pack and unpack. And we had all these people, and um, everyone's talking about, oh, they're legalizing 420. You know, and as a matter of fact, we'd even hired one woman to come and help us pack. And she flaked out us at the last minute because she was being evicted from her own place. And she's all excited about the 420. And then we had the guy come down from Cox Cable. to. And by the way, I wouldn't even have needed a, a service call from Cox Cable because I had all the equipment. I know how to put these wires together. I know, I know how to do all this kind of stuff. But they told me, oh, no, 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 the technician has to come out there. So it's like another 80 bucks for the guy to come out because you're doing a move. Otherwise, I could have, they just have this thing they, on TV. They said, we're going to push a button thing, right? So when a guy comes out here and we hook up all the wires, and I said, well, I could have done that. What, what's this? I didn't need you. I says, how much did he charge me for this? He said, I don't know. So we go and try and turn, the phone's not working. We've got no dial tone on the phone. 
because I got that bundle. You're supposed to save money with the bundle right here, right? And oh, no phone service on the phone. And it turns out because Cox Cable turned off my phone. So the only reason we needed this guy here is because of their error, their mistake. And this guy, the guy installed me, he's telling me about the 420. <laughs> you know how great this 420 is. So what I'm noticing here in this week-long event of moving and trying to get everything settled here and dealing with these people, the landlord, the, the, the rental office and stuff like that, trying to get, you know, you come in, everything's messed up. The key, you know, the, the wrong key for the storage bin is not right. All this little stuff, these, these little things. And what I'm thinking is, and there were all pot smokers, all these people. They're like, they don't have enough problems. They're not incompetent enough down there at Cox Cable. And now they're all going to be smoking pot all the time? That's going to make things run better? Is that what you're trying to tell me? That somehow all these people that are barely functioning, these movers and these housekeepers and stuff like that, they're barely eking a living to get by, that now we're going to be better off with them half-baked. Hey guys, I got a great new deal for you. It's called Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal delivery service. Now, I want you to take out a pen and paper and write down Opperman 50, O-P-P-E-R-M-A-N 5-0. Now, Factor's delicious ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes, you'll be ready with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. You'll have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie smart, vegan veggie, and more. Uh, there's even more to enjoy with over 55 nutrition-packed add-ons that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. Two-minute meals. Fuel up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat wherever you are. Snacks, smoothies, and more. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout. And every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, upscale options done easily. Flexible for your schedule. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week. Plus, you can pause or schedule your deliveries anytime. No prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat. So there's no prepping, no cooking, no cleanup needed. Now head to factormeals.com front slash opperman50 and then you use code opperman50 to get 50% off. That's code opperman50 at factormeals.com front slash opperman50. O-P-P-E-R-M-A-N 5-0 to get 50% off. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. During the day. Now they're going to be able to perform their tasks and their little jobs better than before. They were, they were, you know, where they had a drive to the other side of town to pick up some weed, you know, on the street corner, you know. Now they're going to have unlimited supplies, these people. 
I can't see this as a good thing. Now, I'm not saying that people should be put in jail for marijuana and stuff like that. But I think we need some self-control and some discipline. And people, if you know you're not able to make your rent and you're not able to, you know, get your life in order, man. You know, like some of these people, you know, they lose custody of their kids and stuff like that. And and they're all excited about, well, marijuana is going to be legal. Like, you really need marijuana in your life when you got all these kind of problems? And I know there's a lot of people out there who enjoy their pot. And I enjoyed my pot years ago. Uh, but, and I'm not saying put people in jail over it too, but everything, all things in moderation. Okay. And you gotta, you gotta be, uh, uh, reasonable about this and, and kind of too, even with my trip to California, this kind of comes in there with that as well. I, I told you the case once I had, all right. And I'm going to try and uh, use this because I, I really can't talk about what happened over the weekend, but it was a real crisis. And I had to drop everything I was doing here. The, the house was, we were actually going to hire someone to come in here and wait for Cox Okay, because we had I had to get to California and straight something out. Okay, uh, and and it's really no one's fault. Uh, just uh, you know, I'm 55 years old, so I deal with a lot of people that ha- don't have the life experience and, and the, the professional experience that I've had. You know, and so they they come into the, the situation a little naive, and they make mistakes. Okay, and they they need an older guy to to show them how to do things. Nothing, you know, I'm not saying, you know, anybody did something stupid on purpose. But, you know, let's face it. <laughs> I had to straighten it out. And I tell this story. I told the story. I believe I told this story on the air about a case I had with this woman who was being accused of cyber stalking and defamation and harassment. And she actually was uh, charged with a criminal offense, okay, for, this, for her online activity. And the first lawyer she had was a friend of hers, and he actually let her be interviewed by the police without being present. And she came up with this crazy alibi for the police. Now, as her case progressed, and I was hired onto the case, and I saw the evidence against her, I knew that her alibi was not going to work because the way that the the, the, the private investigator that the complainant in that case hired to catch her doing making these online statements, the method he used was a method that I invented. Okay, no one had used it before I created this method, and this guy used this method to catch her. So when I saw his report, and I knew how he pinned her to this crime, I knew that her alibi was not going to to fit this litigation. And I explained this to her a hundred times that her defense was not going to work. And she went through one lawyer after another and after another and after another. And each time she would hire a new lawyer, it was fell upon me to bring this new lawyer up to speed on the case. I had explained the case to them. And once I made it clear to them, look, this is how they caught her. Her defense is not going to fly. This is not going to work. <laughs> okay. Then she, would have, then she would have a problem with that lawyer. She'd fire that lawyer go on to the next one. And meanwhile, every, every one of these lawyers is going to retain her. I'm, I'm working at this point for nothing. I'm in the, uh, the, the debt pool. You know, I'm, a, I'm in a negative with this client. But it just goes to point out to you, if you're out there and you're involved in litigation, first of all, if you're an attorney, a lot of the civil attorneys uh, don't hire an investigator to interview their client and to interview the witnesses and to interview the expert witnesses and really put the case all together because a lot of clients will lie to their lawyer, you know? And a lot of times 
a client will have a theory of how to progress the litigation, a, a theory of a defense or, or a theory of a prosecution. And the lawyer will have a theory of defense or, or a theory of the, of the prosecution, right? Which, if you have one person who, who is a little bit more experienced, will understand that it's not going to fly. Now, I had to run out to California in this emergency this weekend because uh, there was a certain task, and this is a case I've been working on for several years, okay? So it's not nothing, you know, I've been talking about lately. In fact, I don't think I've ever talked about it on the air before. Um, there was a certain task that needed to be done in California. And I hired a local PI in California to specifically handle the simple task. Okay, another 420 guy, by the way. <laughs> okay, everyone over there involved in that situation in California, we're all 420 people as well. All right. And because my cable internet was off, and I could only check the, my email at the library, you know, and I, and, uh, and my phone was shut off. I couldn't get my messages. Something arose. He couldn't get a, hand, uh, a hold of me. So he spoke to the attorney and he spoke to the client. And the three of them came up with their own little plan on how to proceed, which was a disaster. So I had to, I had to get over there. It was an emergency kind of situation. And I, go, I had to go over there and straighten it out <laughs> okay, as quickly as I could. See, there's a lot of things. Um, that you just you learn with experience, okay? For instance, all right, when you're a young PI and you're, you're conducting an investigation, you have all these notes and case notes and stuff like that. Until the first time, you get a subpoena saying turn over all your case notes, right? And you say, well, wait a second, what? This is a, a lawyer-client work product. And I said, well, no, 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 this is during the period of time before she had a lawyer. When it was just you and a client, you don't have a lawyer-client privilege. Only when you're hired by the attorney. So then you learn, okay, not to keep any case notes. And how I do it now is, I, I present, I return a report at the end of my case, and all of my notes are in the report, in the final report, as the case progresses along. On such and such a date, I contacted so and so. On such and such a date, I, I interviewed so and so. On such and such a date, I obtained this information from this, this cell phone device, you know, with, with exhibits. So it's all right there in the report. If it's not in a report, guess what? I don't know. I don't remember. If I'm on a stand, they question me. Well, is it in my report? Well, then I don't know. Well, where's, do you have other notes? No, I don't. It's in my report. That's all I got. <laughs> How do you like that? <laughs> okay. You like apples? How do you like them apples? Everything's in my report. You can't ask me a damn thing that's not in that piece of paper I prepared for you. <laughs> okay. Because nothing else I don't know. I don't remember. What's the client's name? Is it in the report? I don't know. <laughs> okay. Okay. Oh, it's in the report. I know it's there. All right. Okay. And you'll learn this stuff after years and years. All right. And you'll learn and so many times. Okay. A lawyer will put his own client on, on the stand thinking that he's got them all prepped. It's all worked out. He knows what he's going to say. The client gets on the stand. He's got his own theory of the defense. <laughs> he's going off with his own theory on it. A new plan he's come up with, uh, you know, on his way to court that morning. So this is why it's so important for an attorney to hire an investigator to interview the witnesses. To, even though you have them come into your office and take a statement, you got to talk to these people, and you have to have someone who's coordinating all this and then to getting a feel of the case. It's so important. 
<sighs> Otherwise, some geniuses get together and mess everything up. Okay. Oh, my God, we're running out of time. Okay, let's play a little commercial break here. I'm, I'm a little rusty, guys. I, I haven't... Uh, I haven't uh, I haven't been on air live in a while. Let me find my notes. Oh, here we go. And now a word from our sponsors. Archival Revival, the Christian Film Archive, is currently paying for vintage Christian films. Uh, they are dedicated to preserving and restoring classic Christian films and media. So if you have an original prints, negatives, or other film elements of classic Christian films, or you have audio recording masters for classic Christian record albums, they want to buy them from you. So email archival.revival at gmail.com, and they're going to make you an offer. Archival Revival wants to preserve these classic Christian films so that they continue saving people for years. These films have brought people to salvation. They want to continue that. Their staff has decades of experience in handling and preserving of film elements, and they utilize the very best climate-controlled film storage facilities around the world. Contact them today at archival.revival at gmail.com. If there's someone you know has these prints, negatives, recording masters, or other materials from vintage Christian films, you can check out their blog at archivalrevival.blogspot.com. Now, just so you understand, Archival Revival wants to pay you for these films. So you can look in, in your church attic, in the church basement. Uh, if you have a, a friend who runs a, a Christian youth uh, ministry uh, or uh, these youth uh, vaca vacation Bible study camps, you know, uh, they have these old films in those big metal containers, 16 millimeter and 35 millimeter Archival Revival wants to buy them from you. So this is a sponsor that actually wants to give you money. And all you have to do is contact them, tell them what you have. If you're in the U.K. or Ireland or Africa, uh, these films are all over the world, and they're gathering dust, and they're going to deteriorate if they don't get into the hands of Archival Revival. So that's archival.revival at gmail.com, or the blog spot is archivalrevival.blogspot.com. Don't forget, this show is brought to you by PSCoco.com. Phoebe Saad is an independent curator with the Cocoa Exchange. Uh, the Cocoa Exchange is formerly known as Dove Chocolate Discoveries, and they make the finest silky smooth chocolate because the products start with the best cocoa beans, which are tested for quality and flavor by expert technicians. The Cocoa Exchange offers not just premium chocolates, but anything from sauces and spices to brownie and cake mixes and even coffee and martini mixes. If you wish to treat yourself or someone you love to a sweet and tasty gift, then the Cocoa Exchange is the brand for you. So you go to PSCoco.com, you click on the Shop Now button, you can see all their beautiful chocolates, you can order it right now tonight, it could be in your, your mailbox in a couple of days, or if you want to get into the chocolate, chocolate business, you want to be a, a chocolatier just like Phoebe Saad, uh, you can uh, click the Contact Us button and you can learn how to get your own website, go into the Cocoa Chocolate business and uh, sell chocolate and make a little bit of money there. Remember, all these shows on Awake are brought to you by emailrevealer.com. You can go to emailrevealer.com and get a copy of my book, 
how to become a successful private investigator. Uh, but you also do all the kind of different services for you. An, an online dating service investigation is called an online infidelity investigation. And that's where you give us your husband or your boyfriend, your girlfriend's email address, and we trace it back to their online dating websites, and we return a list of all the dating sites that that email is registered to. We can expand on that investigation and tr uh, trace it back to porn sites, escort service sites, swinger sites, uh, even um, uh, gambling websites, and even prescription drug websites. If you think your, your ex-husband or something is addicted to prescription medication or uh, involved in an extreme uh, online pornography addiction, uh, we can produce a, a report for you that you can use in court. Adoption investigations. If you want to locate your birth parents or your, or your birth child you gave away for adoption, we can do, do adoption investigations for you. Asset searches for you. Locate bank accounts, uh, hidden uh, uh, assets, hidden properties, uh, hidden income, all different kinds of services in the asset search investigation. Email tracing. If you need to locate or identify somebody from just an email address, we can... Uh, uh, do an email trace investigation for you and all kinds of digital forensics, computer and cell phone uh, digital forensics where we can uh, recover deleted content from an email or a hard drive and produce a report for you that you can use in court. That's emailrevealer.com or you can contact me at oppermaninvestigations at gmail.com. Okay, welcome back to the Opperman Report. I'm your host, private investigator, Ed Opperman. Coming up after this will be Porkins Policy. Um, uh, yeah, just about all the stations that play me right now will be playing Porkins Policy uh, with Pierce Redman. And uh, he has his guest on there, Tom Secker, once again. And uh, Matthew Alford, who's the author of the book, uh, what's that thing called? Um, the Writer with No Hands. Fascinating story about this uh, writer uh, who was found in a drainage ditch uh, like a flood channel out there in california in his car and his hands were cut off okay and uh, while he was up there writing a book about exposing like the cia or something like that uh, i forget the details i did two shows about it i did one with uh, tom secker and pierce redmond or maybe just tom secker uh, discussing the writer with no hands because matthew Alford wouldn't come on a show he said he was afraid to come on radio and then i did another show i found a pi who who uh, with Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Investigated, we actually worked the case uh, for the victim's wife named Don Crutchfield. And Don Crutchfield just passed away this week. He just died this week. Uh, very uh, tragic. A uh, nice guy and uh, died. And there's some speculation, too, that maybe his death may uh, be a little suspicious as well. So uh, about a year ago, 
Tonight's show is called A Frog Walks Into a Bank. About a year ago, I did a show titled A Frog Walks Into a Bank, and it was based on this joke that I know about a frog walking into a bank, okay? And uh, the, the, the idea was that um, this is a cute joke that girls love this joke, too. I've, I've told this joke many times in bars and stuff like that, trying to flirt with women. I tell this little joke. And then the, the joke, though, was part of a, a, a metaphor or a greatest with a moral at the end of the story with my little arc, like I try to do with these uh, uh, little segments I do on here. And there's either a happy ending or motivating ending or an inspiring ending or whatever. And I try to do something, right? And not all of that successful, <laughs> okay? But uh, the story about the frog walking into a bank is um, frog walks into a bank. And he wants to borrow some money. So they says, well, you have to see the loan officer, Patty Black. So he goes over to her desk, Patty Black, and he says, I want to borrow some money. So she looks over his paperwork and stuff like that, and she says, well, you know, do, you, know you don't have enough income, but you know, do you have any collateral? And he goes, well, I have these little golden statues. And she goes, little golden statues? What's that? And he goes, it's a knick-knack, Patty Black. Give a frog a loan. <laughs> See, and the idea is, it's a really easy joke to remember because all you have to do is remember that at the end, it's a knick-knack patty bag, give a frog alone, and you can kind of make up the beginning part as you're, you know, going along. And it's a really cute joke. It never fails. Girls love that joke. If you're ever hanging out in bars and you want to break the ice with a bunch of pretty girls, that's what you, that's what you bring up. So, about a week ago, before my internet went off, before the move, I get an email, right? And the subject line is from a new fan in Australia, a writer, in parentheses. And she writes, to maximize potential, Ed will see this message. I will be brief. Now, by that time, I'm already ready to delete the message. <laughs> I get a lot of messages, okay? You really got to catch my attention. You don't want to write a long message. But she says, to maximize potential, Ed will see this message. I will be brief. In the early hours of this morning, I googled the frog joke, as I do periodically, to see how that wily frog that goes into a bank for a loan is traveling. I stumbled on your report, a frog walks into a bank, I listened to the report. It features in very closely from beginning to end, as I have experience in radio, so it very much interested me to listen. Ed, you have such a sincere and interesting delivery, and this is someone who is not a Christian speaking. So I guess my, 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 I had some kind of uh, a faith-based message at the end of that story. I loved every second of the report. This following is likely to, to is likely going to come as a surprise to you. The popularity of the frog is a source of considerable curiosity to, to me, as I've been following it for years. Ed, a lot of thought to construct that joke went into it. Not that the frog knew he was going where he has. Ed, I wrote the frog joke. My qualification in telling you, I need you to know, 
Since I discovered one day that frog had hopped off around the world on boats, trains, planes, mostly word for word, and hadn't noticed until the day I did. And then she says she suffers from periodic acute anxiety, stage fright uh, that she did, and awful kind regards. Christina, her name is Christina Binning Wilson. So here's a joke I heard about 25 years ago. Easily 25 years ago. I've been telling that joke for years. And I get this stupid radio show. And, you know, I got to fill time every week. You know, and I got my little, you know, story time and whatever. You know, and, and I do this little segment for different reasons. Sometimes for personal reasons. Sometimes for, sometimes I have something historic. Sometimes I have uh, something important to report to you. Or sometimes it's like a, a metaphor. A story time. And so here I knew this joke for years. And I tell the story. And I, I said, well, this will be a good story for the radio. And I'll, I'll work it into my little arc with the happy ending or the inspiring ending. And here's the woman on the other side of the ocean, the other side of the planet, Christine Benning Wilson, Googles the, the title of the joke, and she finds the radio show, listens to the whole thing, and then can contact me, you know? Now, before the internet, I used to do stuff like that. I, I would, you know, read something in a book, and I'd try and contact the author. I remember when I was a little kid, I saw, uh, who was it, um... Uh, uh, Henny Youngman Henny Youngman was in the Manhattan uh, Yellow Page, the uh, phone book So I called him up <laughs> I was like 8, 9 years old I said, Henny Youngman, I want to be a comedian when I grow up You know, and He talked to me for a couple of minutes And he said, well, who, who gave me my number? How'd you get my number? You know, I used to call up the, the, the uh, Yankee Stadium The clubhouse Somehow I got the number for the, the, the locker room At Yankee Stadium And I used to call up down there you know, And try and you know, get them to put Thurman Munson on the phone or uh, Billy Martin. <laughs> Sometimes I'd call up and I'd pretend I was Billy Martin. You know, oh my God. I was, but but anyway, but the thing is, what a time we live in. What a time we live in that a story I, I heard before the internet existed. I can tell that story over internet radio here from my apartment in Henderson, Nevada. It reaches the author of the story over there in, in Australia who can then contact me back via email. And we have this circular connection all the way around the world there's never been a time before in the history of mankind where that kind of thing can go on we have a, 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 a miracle this this is a miracle of communication and worldwide connection between people people of, of, of the, the same spirit people with the same emotions people with the, the common uh, their love of their family and, and their fellow man and the same jealousies and the same angers, the same uh, sexual uh, attractions, right? A miracle that we can contact each other all around the globe and make connections with people and relationships with people. As people listen to the show right now in Africa, in, in uh, South Africa, in, in uh, India, uh, I see the, the England, UK, we got a ton over there, Ireland, all over the place. We got a whole chat room full of Irish people. Canadians, even even Canadians, I didn't even overlook that. And what do we use this miracle for? Well, mostly, you know, we use it for porn, right? You know, the internet, the, the main business of the internet is pornography, you know, number one, probably. And then, you know, bickering, bickering on Facebook with people, with your, the people you were relatives with and, and best friends with in high school. And now you're going to friend them and unfriend them, you're going to bicker with people. 
Stupid memes. Memes about cats. My God, we had a chat room full of cat people. <laughs> Drove me crazy. Or pics of your dinner. This is what we're going to... This is our contribution to society. We can reach people in Australia and Africa, and we're going to show them a plate of our food or what our cat looks like doing. We have such an opportunity, guys. It's a miracle that this woman would hear this, this uh, uh, radio show and contact me, you know? We have such an opportunity to reach out to the other end of the world. Right now, we got this thing going on, this G20 over there in Germany. Where all these people are taken to the streets, and they're protesting against these elites who, who rule the world. And they're, they're sitting there watching their concerts and making their decisions and shaking their hands in these meetings. Uh, they're going to decide the fate of the rest of us. I, I saw some new statistics this week. I used to complain about the Walton family. And about how six members of the Walton family that never worked a day in their life that inherited the, the Sam Walton Walmart fortune. These six lazy slobs never paid any taxes, never worked a day in their life, never created a single job, and they possess 40% of this country's wealth. The wealth they possess, these six people, is equal to 40% of the most poorest people in this country. Six people equals 175 million people in assets. That if 175 million of us all took the nickels and dimes and the pennies, the money we have in a bank, the value of our car and the value of our little homes and TV sets, and put it all in a big pile, it would equal these six folks. I just found out a new statistic. That the eight richest people in the world possess more money and wealth than 3.6 billion people of the world. What in our right minds, if there were, if there was a fire, okay, in a building, and there was a hundred people in that building, and there were six people in front of that building, preventing the firemen from getting into that building. The police would shoot them and kill them. They would arrest them and they would choke them to death. We just had a guy choked to death here in, um, in the Venetian. One guy for doing nothing. He's certainly not cause, <laughs> you know, you know uh, being a glutton for the world's wealth. That, that three billion people got to live like in poverty, starving, so that eight people can have all that money. You get my drift? And we have this tool at our disposal to make this kind of change, to, to get this kind of information, to, to, to wrap some sense into people's heads. I was thinking this week that it's a radical idea. It's an extreme radical idea that if I work, that I should keep all the fruit of my labor, all of the, the money earned from my labor should go into my pocket. If you work for a company, let's say you work for General Motors or you're a worker there, and General Motors is making $100 billion a year, well, well, shouldn't the laborers, the workers, get a fair share of that money? Why is it a radical concept that it's okay for people who don't work, these stockholders and shareholders and owners uh, and the, the people who don't work to receive the lion's shares of the profit from that industry? And that the people who actually go to work every day to produce those goods and sell those goods just get a, a mere pittance, a mere uh, 
And 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 then they do everything they can to try and like cut costs by taking from the people, the workers. That's a radical, extreme idea. That uh, just even consider it it is a radical. And I, I tell you about my my healthcare complaints, you know, and how somehow we're we're, we're just hypnotized into believing that we should be paying money into insurance companies. To, to have a plan that hopefully one day we can get a coverage for, for medicine and doctors rather than paying that money directly into hospitals and, and, and doctors' salaries and for medicine. Directly. Cut out the insurance company altogether. What do we need them for? The insurance company is making a huge profit. It's, they're, they're, they're profiting off of this. They're not helping us. <laughs> they're doing this to make money. They got cut. And now there's this thing on the news. They're saying, well, we may have to bail them out. We may, that if Obamacare fails and, it, and the Republicans can't put together another plan, well, we may have to bail out the insurance companies, the whole industry. Just, just give them a check. <laughs> you know? Well, it would probably be cheaper if we just gave them a freaking check, man, and then just let us pay the doctors. <sighs> but these are radical ideas. These are extremists. Oh, my goodness. Ed, you're so good. Oh, Ed, oh, these things never work. Got a friend. Cuts my hair. His guy's name is Jerry. Regular guy like you and me. Okay. I remember the first time I went in there to get my hair cut. I never met the guy before. And I sit down in his chair. And I, well, hey, how are you, man? Well, uh, man, I'm getting this divorce. I got this custody thing going on. I'm practically I'm penniless, man. I'm worried about 24 hours a day. You know? And pour my heart out to this guy. I don't even know him. Uh... I was a mess back in those days. You should have seen me. And even, you know, years later, we talk about it. And he says, oh, I remember that first day you came in here. Because I felt so bad. Anymore. What was he? With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. A charger for a haircut. I felt so bad for you. You know, reach in his pocket and give me some money. You know, we're walking into his barber shop. Guy works like a dog. And then you know what he does too, man? He goes and he volunteers. He works at the as a coach for the, the, the wrestling team at the high schools here. And he, he advises these kids on how to get into college and stuff like that. I've gone to him for advice for my daughter on how to get her scholarship money and stuff like that. And another time, too, you know, uh, you know, he doesn't want to embarrass me. I got a little Alzheimer's. I've been talking about this lately, right? And uh, I, I, he says, how much is the haircut? Oh, it's 20 bucks. I give him two fives, okay, because I think that's two tens because I'm on a senile old bastard now, okay? He doesn't even say anything. And I says, we don't want to get this extra money in my pocket. And I go back and I see him. And he goes, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You, you forgot. You stiffed me, but that's okay. I didn't say that to you. <sighs> I see him the other day. And I look at him, he's got this long beard. I say, hey, look at this, Hemingway, right? 
and I could I could just kind of tell something was up, man. And he tells me this story. He's got these beautiful kids, man. These young, tough, uh, muscle-bound kids that wrestlers for Letterman College, uh, sports athletes in college. And one of his sons just graduated from this uh, aviation safety college. He's already got a master's in business or something like that, and he's just graduated from this other college. Handsome kid. And he says, my son was diagnosed with cancer. You know? And, uh... He's taking it well, you know, you could see the, the faith in his eyes. You could see, I've seen miracles in my life before. I've seen them, you know, and I know there's a miracle happening in this situation here. And it's just a, it's one of these just remarkable situations because the kind of cancer that the kid has, there's only 200 cases since the eighties. They just discovered this kind of cancer. There's hardly any doctors that treat this kind of cancer. And even then he says, well, it's like a 50, 50 chance. You know, but everyone's pitching in together to help out with the prayers and stuff like that. So I said, listen, I'm going to mention it on the air. And it's the it's GoFund Mason Beats Cancer. And you can go there and find it, and it describes the whole cancer. But the thing is, it's not even a matter. They need like $150,000, my God, to, to drive back and forth to California. they got to get the kid a studio apartment over there in California. Plus, the, the, the health care treatment. It's going to run out in one more year. He's got this great insurance because he was a cop. He's got that cop insurance, you know. But the thing is, is with this crazy things with your insurance is going to run out on a 26-year-old kid when he's 26. And then the kid's going to have no insurance. Here's a kid with something to contribute to the world. And we're just going to turn our back and, and say, we'll just, just uh, turn our back on a life, a human life that has nothing but potential in this world from a good family and just step over his body like nothing happened and that's that's I'm extreme I'm radical now they do need money okay they need money but what they what they want even more is that human connection I sat there, the guy's cutting my hair. By the way, he gave me the best haircut he's ever given me before. You know, ever. It's the best haircut he's ever given me. People compliment me all over the place. You know. And I listened to his story. And I sat there and I listened to every little detail about how they found out about the cancer. And they took him here. And then the, they, they talked to the people at the college. And the college found the doctors. And I sat there and I listened. Because it says in the Bible, sometimes you just sit there and listen. Okay, sometimes all you, the only thing you can say to someone to comfort them is you give them a cold glass of water and you sit there, you keep your mouth shut and you listen. I mean, a lot of people want to tell them, hey, try cannabis, try coffee enemas, try the, everybody wants to cure cancer. They got doctors and they are trying that kind of alternative medicine, stuff like that too. But the thing is, what they want is they want acknowledgement that they are a human life that matters. This is a father. I can relate to him. I got a kid going to be the same age. So God forbid if my daughter, after I put her through college and she's about to start a great life and go off to a great life, she's diagnosed with something like this. It's the most devastating thing you can have in your life. Like I said, he's taking it well. Their, their faith is strong, and I thank God for that. And I'm going to ask everybody out there to pray for them, okay, with all your heart. Just like I'm fasting. People say, well, Ed, why do you keep fasting? Okay, that's why I keep fasting. And I've seen miracles, and I've talked about some of the miracles I've seen on this show. But the thing is, 
just like the story, the, why I'm tying this into the frog walks into the bank story. Okay, everything I, I say to you is for a reason. Okay. This is a family that needs to know that they have value. They need to know that people care. They need to know, they need to have faith in humankind that there's other people out there that care about their existence. Okay? It's not just about sending a buck or five bucks or ten bucks to get them to their goal. Because you know me, I've been through a situation where I had to go fund me too. And any kind of contact, anytime you see that email come through that said that there's been a donation, this is it means something to your heart. Something inside of you is uh, fulfilled. There's an emptiness. There's comfort that comes from that. They want your prayers, okay? And they want your acknowledgement that they are, that their plea to you has value and that you respect their need, okay? This is what people are looking for in life mostly. You know, when you got these physical needs, you need that. But like I said, we've all seen these miracles where God just provides. But this family needs to know we care about them. They need to know that uh, we're praying for them. If you can send them a, a message, uh, they're on their little GoFundMe page there. You can just Google GoFund Mason Beats Cancer. Okay? And it's uh, the name of the family. You can Google it this other way, too. Is um, Mason Saldana Beating Cancer. S-A-L-D-A-N-A. And you can read the whole story about the, the this bizarre, rare kind of cancer this kid has. And uh, I have a link on my Facebook. And uh, it'll, I'll have a link, too, in the speaker comments and stuff like that, in the YouTube comments, I promise you. So we have this miracle of the Internet, okay? And we can make use of this miracle by reaching out to this family and showing them that we care. And it's a very similar, and I'm just saying, it could just be a buck or two. And, and tell them God bless them and, and let them know that you're praying for them. Because uh, I know you are. I know a lot of people listen to the show are very um, prayerful folks. So, it's been a long time since I've been on here. It's been two weeks. been been doing a live show. And uh, a little rusty, but uh, I think I, uh, I got some points across to you. Uh Tomorrow we have Cody coming on about the fires there in Pigeon Fork. And then I have, um, what's that other one? Oh, <laughs> but the murder of Marilyn Monroe. Pretty good stuff tomorrow. And then I'm taping with Reverend Pinkney in the morning. And I got a whole bunch of stuff I'm working on next week. I still got a show about the um, Teresa May that has to go up in the member section. Uh, by the way, to that member section sale I got going on for just one more day. Um, we were going to end it on July 5th. But then we forgot to send the email out because of all the confusion. And so, you know, you get the 13 months for $74 if you go to operamanreport.com in the member section. Or if you PayPal me direct, uh, 69 bucks, you get 13 months and a free book. But you got to do like, like t tomorrow night. I'll, I'll do it till tomorrow night after the show tomorrow night. And that'll be it. Because we got to end it sooner or later. All right, guys, coming up next is Pierce Redmond. Uh, Jerry, if you're out there, trust me, I'm praying for you. My whole family is talking to my daughter. She's praying for you as well. And, and I'm, I, I fast. I fast and pray, so I, I pray for people all the time. 
Uh, thank you so much. But great haircut too, by the way. So thank you for that as well. All right, and I am, I'm very confident too. I have the faith that uh, God's going to bring you through this. So uh, see you next week. Good night.